Today on Agency Unfiltered, we have Ingen Bioru, COO from Avidly in the studio. Avidly, a Nordic marketing company that is the result of a successful acquisition in combination of four Diamond HubSpot partners across Finland, Sweden, Denmark, and Norway, is now one of the largest inbound agencies in the world. Ingen joins us to discuss how her team approached the merger, how they knew it was time, and what the transformation into Avidly meant for their leadership, their employees, their processes, and their clients. M&A, mergers and acquisitions, is always a hot topic for agencies, regardless of size and which side of the coin they fall on. Ingen breaks it down and shares her learnings from the creation of Avidly. Let's dive in. So, Ingen, hello. Hi. Um, obviously, you've just recently completed a, a major merger, the new Avidly team, formerly Inbound Norway. Yeah. And so I'm hoping today to like pick your brain on some lessons learned. I Absolutely. think uh, with a lot of our agency partners or people in the community, mergers, acquisitions, uh, both looking to be acquired versus looking to make an acquisition, like hot topic, and people are always looking to learn more. Yes. So you seem like a perfect person to connect with. So I would say initially, maybe the best place to start, how did you identify for Inbound Norway? Mm. Uh, it was time to open up that Avidly conversation. So what's the timeline to begin this whole process? For us, like we started Inbound Norway 18 months ago. Mm -hmm. When we opened, our strategy was to grow and work with other partners. That was the initial thought. Uh, it was kind of an opportunity we already saw. Um, we saw other agencies outsource, but we really wanted to fully work with other agencies. And when we started looking into that, it quite quickly became, we should probably merge. It's much easier. Um, to work side by side is fine for a while, but we realized it was so much easier to just become one company. Mm -hmm. How did you identify the right fit? So obviously Avidly, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's a merging of three teams. Mm. Um, so how did you identify like these are the other two agencies we want to, to go to, into Avidly with? Yeah, no, good question. We, I said in, I did a talk yesterday and I said, you need to get to know yourself first as an agency. Um, unless you want to be like us and, you know, be lucky. <laughs> uh, we met Doidea from Sweden and Katli Sator from Denmark mm -hmm. really early on um, through Grow It Group, uh, which help agencies grow. Mm -hmm. And they were on the same type of ambitious growth path as we were. So we started talking to them, working with them just to see kind of, is this a good fit? And it was a match really quickly mm. like we saw that they were thinking in the same way they were ambitious in the same way and they have very similar values obviously we'd phrased them quite differently but like at the core we were all carrying right. when you boil it down it exactly. felt pretty similar yeah. yeah so as soon as we saw that we were like this is the right fit mm. um, and after we started working with them and were on the path to merging uh, we got contacted by Sealand family in Finland mm. and they said we see what you guys are doing we want in really uh, and they were also very similar mm. in many ways and we thought why not if we're doing three why not do four so <laughs> yeah. why not yeah, right why not? sure yeah, yeah. so um, but I think it's a it's a gut feeling mm. a lot of it I think we uh, we felt quite quickly that these were a good match it's always going to be differences but the core felt right mm. yeah so you say like, again, gut feel, like you could just kind of mm -hmm. like, you, 
you could just like jive, right? Like, okay, yeah. I can feel like we're, we're kind of on the same path. Yeah. You mentioned ambitious growth goals. Mm. I would say if you polled a number of agencies, they'd be like, yeah, our goals are pretty ambitious. So like, mm. how did that mean for you? Like, what did ambitious mean for you? And like, how did yeah. they meet that? Does that make sense? I guess we had goals that made people laugh. <laughs> uh, we had goals where like, even ourselves were like, can we say this? And every time someone, I saw someone hesitating before contributing with a goal because we included the whole team. Mm -hmm. um, and if they were like, mm, I could tell they were hesitating, I was like, say that, that's the goal. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it, some of them were ridiculous in terms of five-year goals where we were gonna have a massive office with a pool on the roof <laughs> and you know the whole thing, but you have to just go big so that you can actually get halfway there. Right. If you just go small, you're always just going to be small. Right. So, yeah. And I think an office with a pool on the roof, I mean, it's almost like a, a culture thing yeah, too, right? Yeah. Like, okay, I mean, you're going to attract team members and you're going to get everyone bought in on this. Like, if yeah. that's, if you agree with that mission, mm. then you're going to fit in really well here. So I yeah. think there's like a, a people play as well there. Yeah. And I, I do like how, um, I listened to a podcast recently where they talked about Airbnb mm -hmm. and they said that when they were creating their customer experience, they thought, okay, what's a one-star experience? Mm. What's a two-star experience? Up to 10. And on the 10, they were flying their guests to space with their favorite celebrity uh, eating your favorite food. Like, they were creating a full experience that was insane. Yeah, right. But then they took it back down and said, but we can actually aim for seven. Mm. That's actually possible. But if you go, okay, what's our goal? It's a one-star experience, then... Uh, yeah, you're, you're going to just deliver half-star experiences, exactly. right? Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've identified some agencies. You kind of begin those conversations. Um, what would you say are like the biggest takeaways or lessons learned? Mm. Um, like if you were to go right back to day one of those processes, mm. like is there anything you would do different or things that you would keep in mind? I listed some mistakes when I was uh, sharing this with partners yesterday. And I think not knowing, again, knowing ourselves mm. 100%. Um, so we, in Norway, had to create what we saw as our core at the same time as merging with these other companies. Yeah. So that's a challenge. Um, and again, we were very lucky. Being in the Nordics, we were similar cultures, not the same, but similar. Uh, so that helps if you're merging with someone from far, far away. I think that would be a huge A little different, challenge. yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I think that was really um, maybe something we should have considered. Mm. Um, and something we have fought hard for is open and honest conversations. Um, I hate this whole, oh, I heard this a week ago. Mm. And it's like, no, <laughs> uh, you heard it today, say it today and get it all out on the table. Right. Um, cause it's not about like the feelings and the emotions of the situations It's about actually getting the things done. Mm. And I think these things build up so quickly. So if you're working with people that you don't see every single day, you should at least let them know what you're thinking. Sure. Yeah. Communicate consistently, Absolutely. openly, yeah, as yeah. frequently and as you possibly be can. Be honest. Even if yeah. it's a little bit painful there and then, it's much more painful three months down the line when you're like, oh, I've been thinking about this for ages, but now Right, you let it bottle late. up. It's going to get way worse. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, what about just like business as usual? So you're mm. having all these conversations, negotiations. I would imagine that Inbound Norway is still delivering at 100% capacity, you know, getting yeah. all of their clients' uh, results. Is there anything like to keep in mind, like how does that balance work? And like how did yeah. you make sure that clients still got uh, the services and results they needed? 
You have to really focus and we've kind of split it up a bit. So our core teams in the different countries are mm. focusing on that country. They know the murder is going on and they get all the information, um, but they're not necessarily involved in all the processes around it. Sure, yeah. So uh, if you're a consultant in Norway, you still work on your project. And then if it's something relevant to pull you into, you're pulled into the shared project across all the countries. Mm. Um, and for most of the consultants, they don't necessarily notice a difference right now. They will when we start getting all the lines set up and yeah. all the processes set up. But for now, it's a lot of the same and their focus is to deliver the mm. same as before. And the same with sales, which I think can be a huge challenge because you start thinking, oh, Pan Nordic, can I go after different client? Like you shift your focus a little bit. Sure, yeah. So we've really worked hard to try to pull that focus back into the separate countries. Like mm. that is your core market. That is where you need to deliver. But it's definitely something you have to almost do a weekly reminder on. Yeah. Like, this is where we are. Remember this. Um, if you don't deliver in your country, there's going to be none of the rest. Yeah, right. So, but it's so important to keep that focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you bring up an interesting point. You mentioned process. Mm. So, uh, three different agencies, four different, whatever a merger may look like, mm. everyone's going to have their own unique systems and processes, yes. methodologies, approaches. Yeah. Um, how do you kind of bring those together? Did you end up with something that's a little bit of all, or I mean, how did you guys uh, merge processes? We started looking at it really early on. Um, in Norway, we are crazy about processes. Mm. Uh, absolutely love them, have a process for everything. So for our team, it was a lot about being open to the feedback. Sure. Because we had our ways and we knew what, how we wanted to do things. Um, and then the other countries had some processes and then it was more about looking, okay, how different are they actually? Because mm. so much of it is built on the inbound methodology and how what we've learned from HubSpot. Um, so in that way, the core was always the same. Mm -hmm. And we just had to look at, okay, how does that work for you? Is this process something that gives you great results? Okay, our process gives okay results. Great, we're going with this one. Learning that to the whole team. Mm. Um, so we are in the process of going through everything like that. Uh, but luckily, in a lot of ways, we work very similar. Sure. Um, right, at the end of the day, we're all trying to do the same thing. So exactly. there were some similarities. Focus on the similarities versus maybe yeah. the small differences, at least to start. And it doesn't all have to be the same. So it's often about, okay, what's the size of the client? Mm. If you have this size client, then work in this way. If it's this size client, work in this way. So there will be some differences, and there will be some differences based on kind of the culture in that country or the size of the client. Sure. Yeah. So maybe it's, it, it's not about just identifying like the one size fits all process, but yeah. knowing there might be some differences there. Yeah, and building the confidence in the consultants working on the project to be able to choose, mm. to know that, okay, this is this type of project. I should go with this type of process and move on with from that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Obviously, there's geographical differences between mm -hmm. all of the different segments of Avidly now. Yeah. And I would imagine for a lot of agencies going through a merger or acquisition, similarly, right? Like they're just different places. Mm -hmm. um, how does communication change across the organization? Like what yeah. have you had to, to shift around to make sure everyone uh, collaborates appropriately, communicates appropriately? So we were already using Slack really actively in all the mm -hmm. different uh, countries. So we're in the process now of like moving everyone into one Slack channel, which is going to be yeah. huge. One <laughs> channel? Yeah. The, like, the, no, just one, like the, one Slack. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Uh, and a million channels. Yeah, um, so yeah. So, so we're really working on that. And obviously, we have a process for how you use Slack. So there's very strict rules on how to use the different channels, because you don't want everyone to post in the general Slack channel 
we're tagging everyone. Yeah, at all or at yeah. here and then just pinging Who's having lunch? And then yeah, it's like right. to everyone. So that's one way where we can at least have people in direct communication with each other. Sure. Uh, we also try, we do um, a weekly all hands meeting mm. where everyone's on video and we talk through good news from each country, uh, news about Avidly as a whole. Um, um, Jeppe, who's our HubSpot expert, mm. does a little whiteboard Friday about like, cool. what's new in HubSpot. Um, and then we often have our developers showcase, okay, we created a new template, it's really successful, this is how we did it, this is how you guys can offer this to, to your clients. Mm -hmm. So we try to do a bit more of knowledge sharing and that kind of stuff. Um, so it's going to be a lot of video and a lot of Slack. Yeah. Uh, minimal email because it just... Yeah. Yeah. There's already plenty of that coming work. through. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. Um, and we have realized that definitely doing more video than writing is useful mm. because they, there's different ways of phrasing things which cause uh, miscommunication. Sure. So we've even just seen like the different use of emojis can cause. Yeah. Like this oh, emoji here might not be <laughs> the same there. Yeah. Like, right. A lot of people do this where they do um, dot, dot, dot after yeah. writing something. Yeah. And someone came to me and said, are they angry with me or what's going <laughs> yeah, on? Right. And I'm like, I think they're just thinking. But it leaves it up for interpretation. So we're trying to use more video um, because then you can actually see someone's face. Yep. They're smiling. Or Reduces the confusion yeah. on what they're trying to mean and how they're trying Absolutely. to say it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, you know, if we grow further, which hopefully we will, then video is going to become even more important. Sure. Yeah. We've talked a lot about merging and bringing things together. Is there anything in particular that you're keeping separate from mm -hmm. all the different locations? And if so, is that like permanent or is that like, you know, where are you in your merging process? Or are there some things you're like, oh no, we're, we're going to keep those separate and that's uh, yeah. on purpose? A lot of things are still separate just mm -hmm. because we wanted to make sure that we took the right steps first and uh, to deal with Sealand uh, family on Friday. No, Sealand family just went through on Friday. Mm. So we haven't had time to really move into all of it, but we are combining as much as possible. Sure. Um, and then some things make sense, like we have to have local versions of the website yeah. because we have to have the different language versions, but we will have one shared English one. Okay. Um, so at least we have one kind of shared face yeah. um, for the world. Um, and then we have some centralized roles moving forward, um, but there will still be team leaders in each country. Mm -hmm. There will still be um, obviously the country managers and certain specialists will only be in some countries based on the market. Sure, yeah. So if we see uh, integrations, for example, they're great uh, in Sweden, mm -hmm. they will grow a team doing integrations. We're not going to start establishing a team of, an, of integrations in Norway because right. it doesn't make any sense. Sure. We'll just lean on that team exactly. that, that's already the pros, the expertise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we'll rather train our salespeople in selling it mm -hmm. and then delivery comes from Sweden. So, gotcha. Yeah. So uh, on this kind of dichotomy of things that are merged, things that are separate, where do like financials fit into all of it? So at the moment, we're keeping it in the different countries mm -hmm. and there will be things where, you know, we're creating this website right now that's being created part in Finland, part in Denmark, but yeah. then we have other things which are happening in the other countries, so it equal, equals out. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have to do it for that kind of well, that's the best way of doing it for now. Yeah. Um, moving forward, that might change, but it's just the easiest way to do things right now. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. If and not, it's a lot about kind of just technical things. Like everyone would have to be hired from a company that's centralized. There's tax rules. There's mm -hmm. so keeping that separate for now makes sense. And then there's you know minor adjustments and fluctuations in between. Sure. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's. 
really going to depend on, okay, where are the agencies looking to merge or where yes. is your acquisition? I mean, obviously yeah. you guys are operating in a number of different countries versus if it was another team yeah. in the same country, maybe that simplifies that whole process. That's right? the thing. Yeah. If you're merging with someone in your own country, I think that's, that just makes sense to have one right. like system and financing and everything. Uh, but since it's different countries, there's so many laws and rules that would yeah, make it impossible. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, last few questions here. Mm. If you know, every agency is going to have their leadership team, yeah. right? So if you're merging or acquiring, that's bringing together two leadership teams. Yeah. Um, how do you avoid, I don't know, power struggles or how do you make sure roles and responsibilities like all leaders feel or continue to be uh, leaders? Yeah. So, so far what we've done is anyone who was currently a CEO, if they want to continue in the same type of position, mm -hmm. they're the country manager because that's basically still the same role. Yeah a lot of that just falls into the same kind of brackets and everything. Um, and then we have, we had kind of planned to have some more specialized roles, like we created a position for head of new ideas and innovation, hmm. um, head of strategic partnerships, and then kind of the management teams from the different country could move into these kind of positions, hmm. um, depending on what they want to do, because a lot of companies also, when they merge, they want to step into a different role. Uh, we've seen some move into delivery again because they miss that part. Interesting, yeah. Um, maybe they were part of building this company and now they're like, actually, I really miss delivery. I yeah. miss the client-facing work and I don't want to do the management anymore. Hmm. So it's more about kind of talking to the people we're merging with. What is your interest? Where do we see opportunities? And quite often, um, when we've been talking about this, they have a very clear idea of an area that they've sat with and been, right. this is my dream, or this is something I see huge potential in, but I put it on the back burner because I'm running this company and growing this company. Um, and then they have the opportunity to kind of build on that coming into us. Hmm. I mean, I think the important part is you're identifying like new roles, is that, okay, as we're trying to right fit everybody into their new roles in this new kind of larger organization, mm. there can be some alternate pathing. So there are, yeah. it's not just all of the existing roles, but there seems to be some new opportunities yes. and you can map that out as well. That's the thing, as long as it's kind of, I said justifiable almost <laughs> in terms of like, is it profitable that you're gonna do that yeah. kind of work? then it just makes sense. As long as that's an area where we can grow and develop, then why not do that? Yeah, final question. Yep. Uh, I tend to ask this for, for each one of these. Never really sure kind of how uh, <laughs> this is gonna take us, um, okay. but I think you're gonna have an interesting perspective on it. So I okay. tend to ask, what's like the weirdest or strangest part of agency life? Mm. So maybe yours would be a little different. Be what's like the, what's, what's been the, the funniest or weirdest part of uh, going through the, the building of Avidly, if there's anything. I think there's several smaller things maybe. First of all, realizing how little we understand each other's languages sometimes. Mm. We're still just in the Nordics. Taking kind of the Finnish part to the side because that's a completely different language. Looking at Swedish, Danish, and Norwegian, very similar languages. Yeah. We still speak English most <laughs> of the time. Um, so, so that's, you know, a little bit strange. Yeah. Um, Even goes back to emojis and, and things like that, right? Like, it's the subtleties that you sometimes yeah. just go, no. And sometimes in meetings I can hear someone say something and the other person from the other country says something and I'm sitting there thinking, you're both speaking English, but you've, you're saying the same thing, but you think you disagree. Mm. So there's some translation work sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something also to just get used to when you understand how the different people operate and what their priority is. It's a pretty yeah. good answer. That's great. <laughs> Um, I think that's all for us today, so I appreciate you again coming yeah, thank in. Thank you. Uh, and obviously, best of luck with everything avidly. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Ingrid.
That wraps up another episode of Agency Unfiltered. If you like what you watched, make sure to subscribe to our Agency Unfiltered newsletter, which will remind you when the next episode drops, as well as send you a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content. You could also subscribe to our channel on YouTube or podcast on SoundCloud. And if you want to keep the conversation going, tweet me at Kevin underscore Dunn. Remember, keep it unfiltered, stay weird. I'm Kevin Dunn, and I'll see you next time.